It's apparently time to hear from an educated melanin queen, wife, and boy mom, keeping it real about the joys and struggles of parenthood and marriage. Discover how to stay true to you while navigating your friendships, the single life, work life, your romantic relationships, and parenthood. Although you may gain some useful tips while listening to this podcast, please remember that this does not replace the support you'd receive from sessions with a licensed mental health professional. Hey, what's up, everyone? And welcome to another episode of It's Apparently Time podcast, where I, your host, Hazel, will be keeping it real. For those of you listening for the first time, I just want to say welcome. And I hope that whatever stage you're in in your life, whether dating, single, married, pregnant, or just trying to be the best you, that you'll enjoy today's episode and decide to come back for more. Now to my regular listeners, thank you so much for your support. Please be sure to continue to share, subscribe, like, and leave your positive reviews. And if there's a topic you would like for me to discuss, you can send it to me on Instagram at It's Apparently Time. And that's I-T-S-A-P-A-R-E-N-T-L-Y-T-I-M-E. Or you can send me an email to itsapparentlytime at gmail.com. Lastly, for those of you who would like to make a donation towards the production and advancement of this podcast, go ahead and click the link that says support and know that your contribution is greatly appreciated. All right, so let's jump into our conversation for today. We are continuing our celebration of Black love for the month of February. And with us today is an amazing couple from New York. Please welcome Steve's and Valerie. Hey guys. Hi. <laughs> now, before we jump into our questions and our conversation, can you guys just go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell our listeners who you are and what you do? You want to go first? Yeah, sure. My name is Steve with a Y. And uh, what do I do? I teach. I'm a high school math and science and music teacher. Teach it all. <laughs> That's that Adventist education for you, right? My name is Valerie. I'm a Christian. I am a nurse. Um, I work in med surge nursing. Nice. All right. And uh, just a note, Steve's and I, we went to high school together. We went to Greater New York Academy. So shout out. <laughs> And that's actually where I met them. And then I met Val through Cindy because Cindy also went to greater. So yeah, yeah. just a connection. <laughs> All right, guys. So the first, I guess, question or just to introduce our listeners to you guys, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you met and I guess your love story? All right. Sure. I mean, our, our story is a long one. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing you probably went the abridged version. Um, but when I came back from school from Andrews in about 2011 2012 we were friends we were hanging out we were talking but over the years that friendship grew friendship grew and uh, I think Val can pick up she's pretty good at filling in filling in my details so we (laughs) at church right okay there we go there we go (laughs) I'm like, you skipped the whole beginning. Got you, got you, got you. Um, so we met at church. 
we don't know exactly when because we grew up together. So, you know, you know, like kids growing up at church, you know, your parents kind of force you to be in programs or kind of force you to do things in church. So we got to know each other. Our parents knew each other. Um, so while growing up, we weren't ever close like that, but we knew each other. Mm -hmm. um, so we can't really recall the moment we met. Uh, so after that, I think we started getting close when we, um, I think it was really through in high, in our high school years, we started getting close because I started becoming more active at church. Um, and then when he came, fast forward after that, so by that, by that time we had a friendship. I knew his name, he knew my name, hi, hi and bye. I think you were there at my um, graduation, my prom, you came. Yeah, so I used to... I used to host a lot at my house. My mother is a great cooker. So um, a lot of the youth used to come over to my house and my house used to be the spot after church mm -hmm. to eat. So that's that's what they knew me as, like, we're going to Val's to eat. Yeah. So um, when, we, when he graduated, I graduated, um, we entered college. I think what, what brought us together, I became really close to his mom. His mom became the youth director. And um, from there, given my house was the house to host a lot, he would come down every time it was his birthday and I would usually, um, we would celebrate his birthday together. And most of the times, if, any, if it's anyone's birthday, we usually cut a cake at my house or we go out to eat. Um, so there we started, he started knowing that I was the girl that was his, with his mom all the time, right? Um, and then when he came back from college, his mom didn't want to drop me. So it was just like, I'm the girl that's with them all the time. <laughs> um, so then what happened after that? Where, oh, yeah, yeah. So I went, I also went away to college too. So um, I remember having some kind of difficulty with a math class. And his mom was like, oh, don't worry. Steve can help you. And um, mom was low key the matchmaker. <laughs> listen, listen. Not even low key, like medium key. <laughs> <laughs> So his mom knew both of us very well. So I think she kind of saw that there was like, yo, you are really good for my daughter and you match well with my daughter. But we didn't see it because we weren't close. She knew him really well and she knew me, um, me like I, what's the word? She knew me really well. So, but we didn't know each other. So really well, at least. So um, I think it was calculus or pre-cal? One of the cl classes. Calculus? I think it was calculus. Yeah. I called him and he actually helped me. And from there, it was just like, okay, he can help me with math. I was really embarrassed. I was scared to ask for help. So that mm -hmm. was a vulnerable moment for me. So from there, you came down and he started doing student teaching, right? Mm -hmm. Right, babe? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're good. You're good. Okay. You're good. <laughs> so he started doing student teaching and, um, I think that summer I came down and we started hanging out a little bit more often because his mom moved across the street from where I lived. So he <laughs> actually moved across the street from me. So we, so it was just like, okay, we go to church together. Um, she's across the street, let's hang. Mm -hmm. And from us hanging, it was, it was never awkward. We were pretty comfortable in each other's space. And um, I think we just continued to hang out with each other. And we're like, oh, you're cool, I'm cool. And then one day I'm like, we're really cool, you know? 
<laughs> um, we ended up going to a family trip together. So my family usually plans like a cruise mm-hmm. and invited his family and his mother was like, yeah, sure. So him and his brother and his mom came and my whole big family was there and they kind of saw our interactions and they were like, is something going on? And I'm like, did they question it in that first summer? The first cruise. No, they didn't, they didn't question it. It was the second cruise. Because the, the first cruise, the first cruise, I don't know. It's like we were, we were getting close. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's when un- I asked him. Do un- you like me? Unintentionally, but there was just there was chemistry there. There was a connection. We were friends, but that friendship was really growing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, do you like me? Do you like me? <laughs> um, this is what he said. He said, I'm drawn to you. I was just like, what What does that mean? Because <laughs> I was on the note like, yo, if we're friends, we're friends. Um, but I don't want it to get mixy up in here because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I don't know. You just, I don't know. He was just really like, I don't know, on me. I don't know. But so I wanted to make sure that we were friends. So I asked him, do you like me? And he was like, I'm drawn to you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so fast forward years later, after so many ups and downs, of uh, maybe we shouldn't talk, maybe we hang out too much. So we should stop talking. Maybe we, um, so then we would stop talking for a few months and then we would be, we're like something draws us together. Since we have so many similar circles, mm-hmm. it's a big thing in our lives. So um, no one knew that, hey, they're not talking. They, or, you know, what's going on in their lives. So it was, it'd be like, oh, you live right across the street from Steve. Can you tell Steve to come here? And I'm like, <laughs> but I wouldn't say that I'm not talking to him. So I'm like, hey, Steve, this person told me for you to come here, or this person told me to give this to you. So we would kind of be forced to talk back to each other. Mm-hmm. And when we started talking back, it was like we're inseparable again. <laughs> God God knew. He had all of these little players at bringing y'all together. <laughs> Finally, I think it was one winter winter that one you. Winter. Yeah, and uh, this this is on a back on season. Yeah. talking again, and uh, she. Well, you were, you were forced to talk to me because he was he was supposed he was part of co- committee in church, mm-hmm. and he was supposed to present to me that I was being nominated, nominated for a position, position in church. Mm-hmm. So then he came, and that's what made us start talking again. Gotcha. And how long have you guys been together? Um, As in, like dating. Yeah, like dating and then married. Cause I, y'all just got married uh, last year, right? Yeah. Um, we 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 got together January twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen. Look at that girl. He got the date and everything. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, the, the, I think the week before we had gone to some convention, and I don't know what it was, but I think my heart was just really drawn to her. And I was I was debating, I was wrestling. But we're at this convention, and her and I are the only youth from our church there. Well, our age, our there age. Were other youth. Yeah, the other youth, but they're our age. And in our like immediate circle of friends, yeah, yeah. we're the only two that were there. So then she calls me, she says she's outside. And I remember a girl's outside. Did I call you? I called your mom. That that weekend, you just I don't know. For me, it was like, what's going on? And for her, it's like, we cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of shrugged him off and I was like, okay, this is a friend, whatever, because it was too much up back and forth with uh-huh. me and him. So it was just like, oh, uh, at this point, we're just friends, nothing, don't don't do anything. 
So that weekend, for some reason, he had an epiphany that there was something, there was something strong going on. Yeah. And I'm like, nothing was going on in my head. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess that leads me to, into the next question of like, what was it that you feel like happened for the both of you that I guess kind of told you, yup, this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with? Um, I feel like that took place when we started actually dating. Um, when we started dating, we had so many, oh, you want to tell her you're a different, oh God, if she's the one, like, oh, yeah. I mean, these are, these are little signs, right? And, uh, in the moment they seemed huge. Mm -hmm. So, um, one of my biggest decisions, at least prior to any relationship was that I would not date or marry someone who has a sickle cell trait. Right, because I have a sickle cell trait. I've seen what that does. How hard it is for for children to live with the anemia. And I said to myself, I couldn't, in good conscience, marry someone and potentially put my children through living with the anemia. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> before we got together, uh, one of her cousins, you know, suffers with sickle cell anemia, and I found out. And she knew how I felt about it. So I looked at her and she looked at me and we started laughing. Um, so we finally get together and it's like, well, do you have the trait? And in a, in a, in a moment of boldness, spiritual boldness, I said, you know, if God wants us together, then you won't have the trait, right? So we did the test. No, nope. Cause when he said that, my sister came over and she was like, we all got the trait. And he was like, what? I was like, we got the trait, right? (laughs) It runs in our family. We all have the trait. We and he was just like, I was like, because I was upset because I'm like, how are you gonna base our togetherness on a trait, right? (laughs) But I respect it later. But at that moment, I was just like, what? You don't really like me then. (laughs) Um, so then I ended up getting the test and I actually don't have the trait. So Mm -hmm. it was oh, but we were still together. Then Throughout the relationship, it was small things because from prior experiences for me, um, when I started being very transparent or just sharing my truth, it would usually fail. So mm-hmm. with him, when I started being transparent and just being honest with him, he'll be he'll, he'll be okay. He'll just want to come in more. And I'm like, wait, what? It's breaking you? So um, that was like, I'm like, there's something special here, right? Because it's still mm-hmm. working. And I'm not trying to do anything extra. Mm-hmm. I was right. just being me, and he was just like, "Yeah, I want you, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, so that those were signs that maybe there's something special here. But what really kind of pinpointed that I, he was the one was when we went through a turmoil, like we broke up, and when we started, I started to learn forgiveness in the breakup, and we started talking again and he was sharing his um his like his personal Struggle. personal struggles with me and at that moment i felt like it was a revelation and a lot of people are not and this is not outside of like advice from godly women and um just people that really cared for us mm-hmm. they kind of uh, and even a book he introduced me to this book um i i give so much credit to this book uh the meaning of marriage. Yes, by, by Tim Keller. Um, anyone? 
<laughs> so yeah, I started reading this book and I started learning what uh, marriage meant and what love me. Well, I kind of I, what and a deeper meaning of love and what a wife meant. And when he started becoming even more transparent and honest with me, I started realizing that I had purpose in his life. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my goodness! I started realizing my words matter here anything i told this guy like if i didn't like anything if i felt strongly about something he really took it to heart and Mm -hmm. i was like and god was just like yeah i need you to talk to him right i need you to be in his life that was the message i was getting like i felt like i needed to like i had meaning here i had so much significant and that kind of pointed to me like you know there's more here than what I think there's, there is, there's something godly here. There's something mm-hmm. fine. And that's what kind of pointed me like, I think you might be the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I can add to that before we continue, there are certain things that, that I guess I was battling with or dealing with. And I may not have seen it as an issue or I saw it as an issue, um, but it's something that I was kind of growing through. Uh, but the weight of it didn't, hit me until I shared it with Val and and she broke down over it. Mm. And that's one moment of many moments where there's something that I'm probably struggling with or there's an area that I'm weak in and she's very strong in that area. You know? mm-hmm. um, there's something that it's not even on my radar and she is highly sensitive towards it. You know, mm-hmm. it was like in my weaknesses, I see her strengths, and that just another example of is there something here? There could be something here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you guys touched on like re- two really important things so far. Is like that friendship, having that friendship in your relationship is so important because it gives you something to fall back on. Because like you know marriage isn't going to be all perfect days. Like there are going to be days where things are hard or like, you know, one of you struggling and the other person has to kind of like step in and be there for that person. Um, and I think that's the other part too, of like knowing that you can depend on each other in those moments. So like if Val's having a, you know, a bad day, Steve's, you're there, you know, you might be in a good place. And mm-hmm. when it switches, if you're in a bad place, she's able to kind of step in and be like, all right, how can I be here? How can I be supportive to you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What would, what would you say has been maybe the most useful tip you've gotten from other couples or people you look up to as it relates to what it takes to have a successful marriage? It just came to me. No one is perfect. That is so true. <laughs> and um, for some reason, although confession, a part of me really sees Val as perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um. But that, that advice was good for me because I had this sense of, you know, perfectionism. In so I couldn't see myself for who I really was because I expected myself to be perfect, right? Um, so I guess a false sense of self. And uh, the advice, no one is perfect. It kind of let me know that, Steve, it's okay if you're not perfect, mm-hmm. right? You can lean into those areas that you're you're imperfect and not not necessarily encourage them, but you know embrace them, speak about them for what they are, and really share that in the relationship. 
to kind of set that. And and one thing that Val says all the time is, Steve, you're you're the you're the head in this relationship. You kind of set the example. So as you lead in 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 serving me, it kind of sets the ground for me to do the same. Mm -hmm. um, so as as I'm being transparent, as I'm being vulnerable. She's like, okay, well, I guess I can be vulnerable too. That encourages her to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. that, that, mm -hmm. that helps us grow. Um, so, so no one is perfect. Really, <laughs> really did did help. Yeah, I mean, there's so much pressure that comes along with trying to be the perfect anything: perfect wife, perfect husband, perfect mm -hmm. mom, perfect dad. Mm -hmm. You overwhelm yourself for no reason when you kind of have that mindset of, oh, I need to look great at all times. It's like, yeah. well, I mean, when do you then have the freedom to just kind of let it all hang out? Right. <laughs> 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 um, uh, yeah, I, I would I would kind of piggyback off. And my my advice was make it your own. I remember going into it. They were like, I, I was getting the pressure of, you know, sex, right? Like, yo, girl, you better do it for your husband. You better let it down. And I'm like, uh, um, I was getting so much, like, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to wear. This is what you, this is how you need to cook for him. This is how, this, 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 this. It was, the list goes on. Mm -hmm. And I remember a few, noble, a few, a few people, they came to me and they're like, no, don't listen to me make it your own um they're like you're not gonna know what you're, you're not gonna know what your man likes so you, they telling you to do this that doesn't necessarily mean it would work for you mm -hmm. figure it out so um that was that's my greatest advice is figure it out it's mm -hmm. your, your journey make it your journey own it and enjoy it mm -hmm. um, yeah and i think that that's the message we've been getting since you started dating like value doesn't like going to the fancy restaurants all the time. You don't have to do that. No, if I'm your boyfriend, I, 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 I'm like, you're dating me. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to remember what I like. And right. remember what Steve likes. So it's just like, oh no, you're supposed to have this at your wedding. And I'm like, but we don't like it. So mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Setting your own standard for yourself and not comparing yourself to others. Mm -hmm. I, I think I saw a post somewhere where it was like comparison is like a killer of joy, which is yeah, like, so true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Being focused on you, your journey, your experience, and not trying to live up to what somebody else is doing. Because like you said, it may not necessarily work for you. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say has been one of the hardest things you've had to learn since being married, I know you guys haven't been married for like that long, but still like you've been together for some time. So like, what would you say has been the hardest thing you've learned within the relationship? The hardest thing we've learned or the hardest thing we've kind of experienced? Either one. I'd say the hardest thing we've experienced so far is budgeting. Mm. Uh, for some reason, once, once the table is set for us to kind of come together and discuss finances, it's like there's an instant shift in the atmosphere, right? <laughs> it gets a little thicker, um, it gets a little hotter. Um, it just, it gets tense. I'm gonna sip my tea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl, sip, because that cup is so nice. I've been looking at it the whole time. <laughs> oh, thank you. It was a gift. Yeah. Yeah, so 
budgeting has been tough. And it, 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 it revealed, I guess, deeper issues like communication, but just coming together and just discussing where the money is going, uh, that's been a challenge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would add, this just came to me, so it was just um, sharing our space. That's been a hard, that's been hard. I remember literally maybe one week after we got married, I stayed in my room and cried. I was just like, this is too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was hard. It was yeah. hard. Um, so learning to share my space and even respect our spaces at times where we need space, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, that's that's been that's been an experience that's been a little hard on 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 me and him. And knowing that, okay, even if she wants her space, she's not mad at me. Like it's right. not I'm not the problem. Or even if she doesn't want the space, she's all on top of me, I gotta tell her to back up or something like or it's all right, we can come here. Um so learning that it was like he was everywhere. We moved into a small apartment. I used to live in the house. So I, now I'm living in an apartment. And it's like, and we're just following each other from every room. You could hear what he's saying. I was just like, so when we were dating, um, I could be like, oh, yeah, I'll talk to you later. I could sleep. I could do what I want. You don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Until again. But it was just like, oh, you were sleeping. Now you're awake. Let's talk. And I'm like, <laughs> like dang. So you got, so I was like, babe. Sometimes I just need my time. Yeah. And as no disrespect to you. Uh, and I started realizing, and I was learning that for myself, that I actually do need some time just, just to sit there and, and just look up at the skies. <laughs> I just don't want to talk. Yeah. And he's starting to do that. Like in his in his little moment, he's just chilling. Mm-hmm. I think probably because I'm not, I'm, I'm doing it. It's, 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 it's over time, right? So us dating, um, maybe a little bit before we were dating, wherever she was, I was, you know? If, if she's cleaning the dishes, I'm cleaning the dishes. If she's mopping the floor, I'm mopping the floor. It's when he's over my if, house. If, if she's going to do laundry, I'm helping her do laundry, I'm folding the sheets, you know? So I'm, I'm always, <laughs> <laughs> always in her space. So then now we come here and it's get out of my space, you know? Not with those words, but essentially like, I, I need some time for me. Mm-hmm. That that was a moment of kind of growing to say, even though we're married, you know, and the two become one, there's there's still a two, you know, right? We're still an individual. I'm still an individual. We still kind of need our own time to be alone and just and just be, you know. And mm-hmm. that 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 was hard to receive because now it's if you're doing your own thing, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually just all up in your space. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what can I find to do? Yeah, because sometimes when he's doing his own thing, he's he just doesn't realize he's doing his own thing. Like when you're in your meetings, when you're teaching, like since COVID, we've been home. So he does have his own time to do his thing and he just doesn't realize it. And I'm like, you gotta realize that even though I'm not teaching or I'm not in a meeting, I still need my own time. Yeah. I wanna yeah. watch my YouTube videos. I wanna watch my <laughs> Man, that was the hardest thing to see her on YouTube or to see because before, you know, she'd she'd say, Oh, I spent a lot of time on Instagram or I spend a lot of time on YouTube and I'd say, Hey, let me help you with that. How can I help you? Now I'm physically with you and I'm seeing you on YouTube or on Instagram, and something inside me says, make her stop. You know, make yeah. her do 
nothing else. And it's like, nope, she's she's in she's in her groove right now. You know, she yeah. this 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 is her de-stress. This is her disconnect. This is her her moment of self-care, um, mental health check. You know, I'm I'm gonna do some looking on YouTube, and mm -hmm. just let her go and do that. You know, it's it's freeing for her. It's freeing for me. But that was a challenge. Yeah, yeah. I know it's been hard for a lot of people too, especially with the pandemic. Cause like, you know, you're used to going to work, you have your own time, the drive home from work if you commute, or I don't know, you know, like you guys being New Yorkers, you probably take public transportation, whatever it might be. You have that time and that space to just have your own uh, moment where you're not like answering questions, interacting, having to be emotionally available or mentally available. But like, you know, with the pandemic, you're in each other's space all the time yeah. it's like yeah <laughs> so it's like i know for me it's a struggle because i got both my both of my kids are home wow. i have a four-year-old he's gonna be five and then i have the one-year-old and then my husband's here too so it's like oh my gosh everything blurs together mommy wife um therapist business owner and it's like oh my gosh i need some separation because i'm gonna go crazy <laughs> wow. <I> yeah <laughs> So yeah, it's definitely important to set aside that time to just kind of be by yourself and do your own thing. Because I feel like when you do that, you're better able to connect and be available to each other versus feeling like annoyed or irritated that like you're talking to me or looking at me right now. <laughs> what would you guys say would be maybe two um, tips or words of advice that you would give to newly engaged couples, maybe those who are dating or even those who are um, married, whether newly married or they've been married for some time. What are two tips that you feel like you have learned that you would like to share um, with our listeners? That's, that's the one you answer. <laughs> be honest, be completely honest when you're dating. Um, honesty is key. If they don't like it, Keep it moving. Mm -hmm. um, and um, the second one was no one's perfect. Yeah. Mm. Show grace. And yeah. I don't I think we don't realize that um, even that we're not perfect, and that, but we're looking for perfection out there. And mm -hmm. it's like, no, you're not perfect. And you have to know that no one else is perfect. Because, what? oh, doesn't he go down and go to school? I'm like, why doesn't he go to school? Have you asked him that? You know, like, be able to meet people where they are and not saying to lower your standards. I don't know if that, if I, I'm not even talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> but just to, to, to know no one is perfect and be completely honest. For some reason, I, the advice we got that really broke us up was, oh, don't share everything. Don't tell them everything. And that didn't work for us at all. Mm -hmm. It was because um, we started trying to protect our self-image, protect our family. And it was like, if this person, if you're protecting yourself from the get-go, then you're not, you don't feel protected by this person, then it probably will not work. You have mm -hmm. to, like, and, oh, yours. You can say yours. Okay. Love is a risk, tragedy thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, the risk that love is, uh, it, it's worth it, but it's hard. Again, the meaning of marriage, I guess one of the best books I've read, and God led me to that book. I'll say that God led me to that book. Now, what's the name of that book again? I need to write that down because I might have to get that and read through it and use it. Girl, with meaning, my the meaning of marriage by Timothy Keller. Timothy, say that last name again. Keller, K E L E R. 
Okay. Yeah. And um, God led me to that book, and in reading it, uh, it, it, it kind of broke down and showed me what love is, what marriage was. And there's, there's a quote that I want to read from it that's the best advice that I can give to someone. Uh, it says, love anything and your heart will certainly be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give your heart to no one, not even to an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglement. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. Mercy. And in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, mm. impenetrable, irredeemable. Mercy. The alternative to tragedy, or at least to the risk of tragedy, is damnation. Mm. Yeah. Right? Powerful words. And it's love will hurt. Mm -hmm. Opening up yourself and having someone else open up themselves to you and kind of showing each other your trueness, your rawness, it hurts. Mm -hmm. Not because you're trying to hurt the other person, but you know, brokenness begets more brokenness. So love hurts. Yeah, yeah. The alternative to that possibility of hurt is that you're cold and you're cut off. And you know, us being vulnerable and opening up to each other kind of reflects that vulnerability that we have with God. Yeah. So not being willing to just just open up and take that risk. It, damnation, you know, eternal mm -hmm. separation is the result because you're really closing yourself off. And you're not opening yourself up. The chance of love to the chance of real connectedness. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's the advice I'd give. Hey, it's gonna hurt. Yeah. Uh, and not again, not to get into whether or not you should stay or shouldn't stay in a potentially stressful or hurtful environment. You know that take that with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. If it's even if it's God's will for your life, it will hurt. Yeah, it yeah. will challenge you. Right? Growth hurts. Right? Growth hurts. Growth hurts. Yeah. yeah, so true. Yeah, I love that, and I think that that's so important and, and a foundational thing in a relationship. Like you have to go into it with an openness. You have to be willing to be vulnerable, mm -hmm. um, to allow the other person to see you in your rawness, and to be able to accept each other in that rawness that you're kind of showing and presenting to each other, so that you can kind of help each other out and grow together, heal together. Mm -hmm. um, I think I that's when you feel deeply loved when you show your ugliness, and then. Yeah. Guys, they still love you. Don't want to be with me, son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so true. Well, guys, I definitely want to. I don't want to say guys. I want to thank you guys. I said it again. <laughs> all right, all right. I want to thank you all for being here with me today to just share a little bit about your love story, your journey, and to share useful tips um, on how to keep your marriage successful, how to grow together. And if you uh, forget or if you don't, uh, you know, take anything else, remember that it's okay to be vulnerable and you don't have to be perfect in your relationship.